Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. What's up, guys? Hi, guys. I have to, r- real quick, so if they, if you guys wanted to get right into the action, because you know we never do, it's not going to happen today either. First things first, I'm looking across the table. Charity has, her, her bangs are shorter, if people know, you know, if you've ever seen pictures of her in real life. So she has her headphones on, it's pushed back, but her bangs are down, and she has the best set of Sally Jesse Raphael <laughs> glasses they're not red though guys they're kind of like a leopard print it's like a tortoise shell it's like a tortoise shell but the way yes. your ha- the hair is pushed back do i look looks, like sally you do like oh my god you really do thanks mark i also have a complaint yeah mark's been fuming and basically he started telling me the story and then Kristen yelled at him and said save that for the podcast so what, yeah. what are you talking about mark what's going on <sighs> let's talk about venting and being mad at big corporations, um, especially ones that I worked at for like 19 years. Oh. So it makes me even more mad because I did work for this place and I busted my butt for many, 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 many years to grow that company. So I get a phone call. Uh-oh. From my daughter, the wonderful and beautiful Aubrey. Hi, Aubrey. probably listening to this as we speak. Aubrey loves the fact that she can just call dad with any issue and he does his best to take care of it. I mean, yeah. So I get a phone call and I can hear in her voice that she's pissed. Uh-oh. Or upset or a little bit of both. 
And I'm like, what's up? And she's like, I got another flat tire. And I was like, okay. So Aubrey has my old Cadillac, which is all-wheel drive, which, you know, you got to put four tires on it. But these are new. Which this car is cursed now because this is her third flat tire that she's had with that car. And I had about five of them over the course of the five years that I owned that car. I wonder why. I don't know. It's all different spots, different locations. But I travel a lot, so tires are pretty obvious. That's true. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's fine. Dad bought you AAA for Christmas. And your boyfriend. Oh, okay. So I could have done it the way people scam people like an Adam on and as an auxiliary member or this or that. But no, I got her her own AAA. And I said to Kristen when I got it, I'm like, this would be a great present for her every year for Christmas. Absolutely. I will just updo, you know, update her AAA. Yep. So she has AAA and I got her boyfriend AAA. And now we have AAA premium. So they have up to 200 miles. Like I buy the best of the best because Aubrey course. lives, you know, three and a half hours away. Right. She also owns the car that I gave her because that was my old car. So I was just like, call AAA. She's like, how do I do it? I said, you just call 1-800-AAA-HELP. Tell them where you are. Give them your card number. They'll come take care of you. It's like, daddy, thank you. Love you. So great. So simple. Five minutes later, she calls crying. Oh, no. I'm like, what's going on? She says, they won't come tow my car. What? I said, why? She goes, because I have a temporary tag on it. I'm like, yeah, you've had it for a year. Vermont is still not issuing metal plates. So you go in and they, they'll give you a, a temporary tag, it, depending on which DMV you go to. The area that she lives or she used to live in issues the tags on it and it says right on it, permanent, temporary, replace this when your new plates arrive. And they just have never arrived. And every time Aubrey calls, they just say, you know, there's, you know, global supply demands and shortages and we're not up to staff and we're backlogged with three years worth of paperwork because of COVID because Vermont shut down, shut down. I still don't, I don't understand though. She, if she has AAA, she has AAA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the years I worked there, that's the way it was. So now Papa Bear gets on the phone. Oh boy. And I call AAA of Hudson Valley, New York, the biggest effing scumbag AAA organization in the country. I hope somebody hears this. AAA Hudson Valley, you suck the big D. You do. Ooh. I'm pissed. I hate you. Because Kristen broke down in Albany, New York, when she had the Beamer. And it was a Sunday. I have AAA Premium, which covers 200 miles. Yeah. She broke down. I was not with her. Called AAA. They sent a truck out. The guy shows up and says, I'm so busy. I can't tow you home right now. And she was on I-90, right on the New York border. So he said, let me get you off the highway. Um, we'll get you safe. Uh, Kristen's parents got rental car covered for her, you know, got her a rental. So she just came home. Perfect. Called AAA in the morning. They said, yeah, one tow per disablement. And we're like, yeah, the guy couldn't tow it here yesterday. So he towed it off the interstate. And she goes, don't care. Are you serious? And I'm like, I get this because I do what you used to do. And I did it for a long time. But because it, it wasn't Kristen's fault that the poor guy was so busy. Yeah. And she said, doesn't matter. We don't care. Awesome. And that's what she said to me. And I have this phone conversation recorded. Oh I had it from years ago. So fast forward to today. And now they won't do it again. And she said, I said, why? We don't cover vehicles with temporary tags. And I said, well, that's bullshit because you do. And I helped write those rules. I know all the rules. And she's like, sir, things have changed a lot since you've been here. So I called up my buddy who oh, still runs AAA Northern New England and he said, no, that's not changed. That's never been a rule. Never will be a rule. It's not endorsed by AAA National. Maybe it's something they're doing at the local level. So, all right. So what does that mean? 
And I, so I called and I said, so what am I supposed to tell my 19-year-old daughter who's broken down on the side of the road? She says, maybe she has a friend that can uh, come tow her. I said, all right, well, I want my money back from all the AAA. Good. I want it all because mine and Kristen's costs about $400 a year. Yep. Aubrey's, I just got her the same ones. It's about $400 a year. And she says, sorry, sir, you can get rid of AAA, but we're not refunding you. Oh. And I said, I want to talk to your supervisor. Oh, uh-oh. And she said, they're not available. Oh, no, she did not. So, Did you ask her name? I did. She didn't <laughs> give it to me. Says, I serious? You don't need my name. You don't need my information. The ruling is a ruling, and that's what you'll get from everywhere. So I called my buddy and said, this is what's going on. Oh, boy. He picked up his phone, made a phone call to their bosses. Guess who got picked up? Aubrey. Guess who's not going to let this go? Mark. <laughs> I am not, because this is not how you do business. Once again, AAA Hudson Valley, you suck a big D. I hate you. You're losers. And I really, really hope that, you know, somebody else gets a big towing company and puts you out of business. You bunch oh. of friggin' scumbags. He's really, really mad. The lady on the phone said to me, well, maybe you should figure stuff out. What? I'm like, I did. I bought them AAA for Christmas. And I didn't add them onto mine. I bought their own policy so they were legal and had their own. That's really, you got someone with really bad customer service. The lady said, said, she goes, well, I heard the same exact story last week three times. I said, what story? That you can't get permanent plates in for Vermont. I said, at this point, does maybe this tell you it's not a made up story and this, this is real? Right. Log on to dmv.vt.gov. Guess what it says? What? We have a backlog. You're not getting plates. Your permanent plate, your permanent temporary plate is your te- is your plates. You have a registration that proves it's registered. This plate takes the place of all other plates. Right. That's what I don't understand. It shouldn't make a difference as long as everything matches. This is what I had a discussion with Kristen about years ago. When businesses start pushing back and asking questions, it's not because they care. It's because they're looking for a way to not service you. Because it's all about saving money. AAA yeah. is different. AAA is like insurance. Yeah. They don't want to tow your car. They don't want to do anything. Well, right. as drivers, we were told look for every reason possible to not tow that car or cover the cover the call. Wow. Because remember, the more calls that they do, the less money they make. That's true. Their insurance. Yes. Is what it is because the vast majority of people have AAA never use it. Right, don't have to use it. It's just there if they need it. Guess well, who uses his four calls every single year? Good. This guy because I make sure I use them because I pay an S ton of money. That's a good point. I just don't feel like in this day and age this is the way we need to make Things happen. So once again, AAA, you suck a big D. Oh. And I hate you. Wow. And I want to hear everybody else's bad AAA stories. Because there's a ton of them. Because I was a real big D-bag to people for 19 years that I did it. (laughs) But you didn't have a choice. Because my pay and my structure was all off of how much money I saved. Right. That's how my bonuses were done. Maybe hers is the same. Doesn't matter, though. Yeah. At the... I would not screw somebody over. Mine right. was valid stuff. Right. My kid stuck on the side of the road not with cool. a temporary plate that says right on it, Vermont temporary slash permanent plate. And they leave her on the side of the interstate broken down with a flat tire. Yeah, that's not cool. Very, very mad. Yeah, I understand. Now, you said you had an update for me. Oh, we do. Yes. So, um, remember when we did the child abuse cases and we were waiting on I cannot forget those the, ones. the mom and the boyfriend to get sentenced. I think they got sentenced on April 25th. So um, this is from Newsbreak and it says uh, the mother of a 10 year old boy and her boyfriend were each sentenced Tuesday to life in prison for torturing and murdering the child who was beaten, brutalized and starved in South Carolina. It's horrible. 
Horrible, right? Heather Barron, 33, and Kareem Leva, 37, were convicted of first-degree murder involving torture last month in a non-jury trial. They Remember, they decided against the jury because they yep. knew it would probably get worse. They also were found guilty of abusing two other children in their Lancaster home. Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge Sam Oda sentenced them both to life without the possibility of parole. The Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office said in a news release, the sentencing followed emotional statements from the boys' relatives and friends, ABC7 reported. The judge called Anthony Avalos a helpless child dependent on his mother for his basic needs. Instead, Anthony was tortured and killed, Oda said. Neither Barron or Leva spoke during Tuesday's hearing, according to the TV station. Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies went to Anthony's home in a response to a 911 call from Barron on June 20th, 2018. They were told that he had been injured in a fall. Anthony, yeah, a fall. Remember, they banged, right. he banged his head. Ugh, Anthony died in a, all because he told his mother that he didn't, uh, didn't know if he liked boys or girls. And what does it matter? It doesn't. That's the whole point. Anthony, I never understand this stuff. Anthony died in a hospital the next day. Doctors said he was severely malnourished and dehydrated. Prosecutors alleged that the boy was intentionally killed by torture. They said that for years he was routinely beaten and whipped with a belt along with the other children. Repeatedly dropped on his head, smashed into the floor or furniture. Burned with cigarettes and denied water and food at times. Or he was force fed. Unbelievable. Prosecutors said Leva sprayed hot sauce in the child's faces. Oh, forced them to fight one another with the loser being. Do you know what I can't wait? I gotta stop you for a minute. I can't wait for somebody in jail oh, to yeah. shoot something hot into oh, his face. Oh, they're going to. It's they're, gonna be so yep. nice. Um, let's see. Barron's defense attorney argued that she was herself abused by Lever and couldn't stop him from hurting her children. I call bull. Crapola, because you're these children's mother. If you're being beat too, then if you feel like you can't leave, you send those children to a relative. You yep. call somebody. You you do anything in your power if you have to put yourself in front of the fist to protect your children. So I have no... I have I, no sympathy for her. I don't, because in my mind, okay, if you are, if you're whatever brainwashed or whatever and you're in your you've been battered by this person that supposedly loves you that's between you and that person and if you decide not to leave that's fine but when children are involved that's when it makes me really 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 mad because yes you can absolutely send those children somewhere else i'm because sorry now this little scumbag's alive and that that precious kid is no longer with us but how fair is that it's not it's not fair at all it's it's absolutely disgusting Ugh. It really, really upsets me that this day and age in society that that can still happen. We live in a, a world now where everybody knows everything that's going on. It's just it's beyond me how that can still happen. I get it that there's private, there's closed doors, there's this yep. or that. But this cannot be the only injuries that that child, unfortunately, had suffered for all these years. People had to have seen something. Had to. Had to. It just upsets me. That's all. Me too. On the last episode of the episode before I... I Ask people if they liked me bringing up news stories that I find are interesting or stuff that's along with news. And overwhelmingly, people said yes, which is surprising to me. Yep. So I just happened to be perusing the interwebs, and I found this little story right here. And I went, hmm. Perusing. Interesting. Interesting. Utah crime victims sue state agencies after they say violent offenders were wrongfully released and improperly monitored. Oh, 
a group of Utah crime victims and their families are suing the state correction officials for gross negligence and willful misconduct, alleging that violent offenders were wrongfully placed on parole or probation, then improperly monitored, allowing the offenders to commit avoidable crimes. Wow. Robert Sykes, one of the attorneys representing the plaintiff, said in a news conference Monday at his Salt Lake City law office that his client's stories are horrific and frightening. Filed Monday in the 3rd District Court, the 47-page complaint details crimes such as homicide, arson, and sexual assault that happened after offenders were allegedly, allegedly. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wrongfully released from prison. You just wanted to say that word. I do. I love allegedly. Allegedly with air quotes. Then they were not properly supervised, violating the victim's constitutional rights. Four of the plaintiffs named in the lawsuit, Linda Nucamelli, Shandon Scott, Pharrell Bartushi, and Sandra Robles, were all killed by men who had violated their parole. Oh, my God. The victim's family members spoke on their behalf Monday, often pausing as they choked up with emotion. I can't imagine that. Imagine being those members. and they, nope. It's horrible. Well, this is what we've, we've, we've done many cases with these outcomes. Yes. It's just how does stuff slick through the cracks? That's what I, I don't know. know. Members of the Utah Adult Probation and Parole, which is overseen by the Utah Department of Corrections, also falsified reporting and paperwork to cover up the mistakes and failures. The Corrections Department and Utah Adult Probation and Parole did not immediately respond for requests for a comment Monday. When Pharrell Bartucci was shot to death while on his morning walk in October of 2021, he was a healthy 82-year-old who had gone on similar locks at 7 a.m. every day for years. After Noel Munez Lopez allegedly shot Bartushi in the torso, Lopez's family came out of the house and confronted him. But Lopez drove off. Lopez's relatives attempted to render aid to Bartushi, but he was pronounced dead at the scene. Police documents state that the shooting happened while Lopez was on parole and that Bartushi was a total stranger. Why? And there was no reason why? Let's remember, he was an 82-year-old oh my God. gentleman. Lopez is also listed as a restricted person due to previous con uh, convictions on at least four violent felonies, including attempted homicide. I have no doubt that he would still be here with us if the Utah adult probation and parole would have done their job, Bertucci's daughter said. Among the other, pl other plaintiffs present at the news conference Monday was Majorie Charles Scott, who spoke through tears as she described her, uh, her daughter, Shandon Nicole Scott. The 32-year-old was found shot to death in a car on Interstate 80 in May of 2021. The lawsuit alleges that the Utah Board of Probation and Parole allowed the suspected perpetrator, Terrence Voss, out of prison on early release. He and Scott had dated before his incarceration. Before he went to prison, Voss had been convicted of multiple firearm offenses. During his sentence, he attacked multiple other prisoners. When Voss was released, an ankle monitor was placed on him, but adult probation and parole didn't use it properly to supervise him. Or do you think he watched that video? Remember that guy that right. the triple D, the guy who posted the video of yes. how he removed his ankle bracelet. Right. Sorry. I forgot about that until now. <laughs> 
Voss attacked at Scott in October and November of 2020, breaking her leg. Ugh. Both assaults reported to police, but Voss was never contacted or arrested by adult probation and parole. Months later, Voss allegedly shot Scott, then placed her in a car before crashing the vehicle in I-80. Oh, my God. Do you know what I have an issue with? Um, I have an issue with a lot of things that you just read, but go ahead. You go first. Guess what adult probation and parole cracks down on big time all the time? What? Minor oh, drug sorry. offenses. I just punched the microphone. Somebody smokes weed, you're in jail. Somebody breaks their ex's leg and beats them up twice, goes to jail, and then gets out on early release and comes out and kills them. Ugh. Like, why do we focus on the wrong I stuff in this society? Know. I don't know. Unfortunately, it's all too familiar, all too similar, and it's going to keep changing and it's going to keep happening unless we change something. Yep. Um, it's very interesting that the last poor woman who lost her life, because what we're going to be talking about today is uh, domestic violence stories. And you did not know what I was going to even I mention there. I had no idea. Look at that. We work together sometimes. I know. Not, we don't even know it, guys. All right. Let's, let's get into these. They're horrible, but we need to share them. Uh, sadly, there has always been... Uh, an abundance of domestic violence. Some people are left with emotional scars, some are left with physical scars, and some people have lost their lives. Episode 44 was a hard one to hear as we heard the horrible story of domestic violence and murder of Kira Stega um, at the hands of her significant other. Her very brave sister came on and eloquently told her story. Who has now also, which is um, a testament to maybe our listeners and stuff, but the yep. case went so far and wide that I actually had the producers for one of the TV shows on ID reach out to us and now reached out to her and they're doing another whole expose yep. on that case because they heard about it on case watch, which is amazing, which is a very big ego boost to be honest. <laughs> it with really you. is. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. It's more like a, what we're doing matters and it's getting exactly. the word out. Exactly. And it just made me so proud that we were doing what Absolutely. we were doing. I agree a hundred percent. Uh, because that's why we do this. We joke about stuff. We do the stupid criminals. We laugh about things. But we do tell these stories and Mark we get them out there. Mark complains about AAA. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, we have also heard stories like the case of Chris Watts. Mm. His his family was just a simply inconvenience to him. Uh, and I, he's in our opening. And I just, I don't even want to cover him. Mm. I don't. Like, I don't even want to give him airtime because he, it's been covered by so many people, so many docu-series i just um i just he doesn't my, deserve it myself personally sorry guys i'm chewing a charleston chew <laughs> i wasn't expecting to talk here what i like that you do is you find cases that not everybody yes. has heard of or knows that's what absolutely. i absolutely like. and that's why I, I try to do that because i want to get them out there these are real people that had real horrible things happen to them and uh we should never forget them and we should know their names so I did take it up, uh, upon myself to look up some tips on how to stop domestic violence, and here is what I found. Tell someone. This sounds so easy, right? Well, for many, this is far from easy. If you see something, say something, even if it's a friend. If you think one of your friends is being abusive, tell them you think they might have a problem and need help. There are many reasons why people don't leave their abusive relationships many times before it's too late. Here are a few. Fear. Many people are afraid to leave their abusers out of fear. Will they? Will it just set them off even more and push them over the edge? Will the abused person be able to live on their own? The abused person might think abuse is normal. Maybe they were raised in an abusive home and that's all they know. Another reason not to leave could be shame. Maybe the abused person is embarrassed or they think they're doing something to deserve the abuse. The abuser might use intimidation to get their significant other to stay. They might threaten to share secrets. 
the abused person may have low self-esteem, they might not have the strength to leave. Some abusers are caretakers for someone with a disability. So they might be a fact there might be a factor of um, reliance. Some people stay in abusive relationships because of children. Their partner might threaten to take the children away. And one of the biggest reasons people don't leave their abusers is love. Even though they are being abused, they may believe they are in love with their abuser. Maybe the abuse is only once in a while, but things are great otherwise. All once these, in a while, charity is once too many. I know, but I'm just saying, you know, people stay in it because of many of these reasons. All these reasons are understandable, and I don't think anyone can judge a situation unless they're in it themselves. It's so easy to look from the outside in and say, just leave. I have a couple of cases to talk about today that are domestic violence cases, ones that help to change laws. But before we get into it, I want to share, as we have before, the domestic violence hotline. The number is 800-799-7233. Or if you are unable to call, you can text in all caps START to 88788. Yeah, you cannot say those numbers enough. No, you cannot. So the first person we're going to be talking about uh, is Anna Orantes Ruiz. Um, and she was born on February 6, 1937 in Granada, Spain. She was the third child born out of six to parents Manuel Orantes sorry, and Rosario Ruiz. Anna was just 19 years old when she met her husband, Jose Parejo Avivar. I'm trying so hard with these names, guys. Jose was born in Morocco on September 28, 1935. From the very beginning, Jose was nasty. Anna married him almost immediately because he told her that he would spread rumors about her if she didn't. So there it was right there. Secrets that aren't even really secrets. They're just rumors. And I would assume that rumors spread about someone in Spain back in the day would bring shame to her entire family. Right? Think, think of what he could possibly say. And that would just bring shame upon everybody. You know what I want to build my relationship off of not trusting. I know. Fear and intimidation. It's sad. And she was very young. It's so horrible. And I must have felt she had, um, as though she had no choice but to marry him. I can say this right now. If I ever found out one of my friends was abusing who they were with, yep. they would not be my friend. No, I know. People in this world need to start cutting off losers. Yes. They really need to. They need to tell them, like, that's not okay. And call. Call on them. Yeah, 100%. Because you can anonymously call, you know, like a well check or anything. You don't have to put your name out there if you don't want to. It's horrible. Uh, as soon as the two were married, Jose started physically and mentally abusing his new wife. The very first time that her husband hit her, Anna was in shock and didn't know why. So she assumed it was something she did. So she apologized. See, this is like, it's so, it, it happens almost exactly the same way. It's an MO. It's, it's horrible. His response to his wife's apology, Mark, was to spit in her face. I already hate this dude. What a POS. Yeah. The abuse continued for the 40 years that the two were married. Jose was an alcoholic, and when he was drunk, he just became angrier and more aggressive. It's been said that Jose would go to a bar and play cards with his friends, drinking away. When he returned home, Anna became his very own punching bag. Why? He, he would say horrible things to her, many times grabbing her hair, hitting her head against the wall. He would scream obscenities at her while kicking her in the stomach. He would sometimes make her sit in a chair while he whipped her with a stick, forcing her to come up with reasons why he was hurting her, telling her he would stop if she could give him a... So he wanted her to tell him why he was hitting her. 
excuses why. What did what did she do to warrant that? What do you that? think you did wrong now? Exactly. Like, I can see it now. I can't even believe these people. She would sometimes tell him it was because the food she made was too hot or too cold. She would say anything just to get him to stop. Over the course of 40 years of marriage, Anna tried to leave more than once. She even tried going to the police, but there was no there were no laws in Spain to protect victims against domestic violence back then. It's horrible. Finally, after all the years of trying everything she could to get away from him, Anna was able to divorce Jose in 1996. So she went all these years enduring all of this torture. I can't even imagine. With a new sense of freedom she had never felt before, Anna decided she wanted to tell her story to help others in the same situation that she was in. Just a year after the divorce, this strong-ass woman made her TV TV debut on a show called De Tarden and Tarde. Anna was introduced as a 60-year-old mother of eight, and for 40 minutes she shared her story of horror. She told her story of the 40 years of violence she and her children endured at the hands of her husband. She talked about how Jose would touch their daughters inappropriately, along with verbal and physical abuse. So not only did he abuse his wife, he also abused his very own children. She shared how she would suffer beatings if Jose noticed another man even glancing at her. You know what? I Can I speak for a minute? Of I'm course. not trying to say that like I'm God's gift to woman, which I obviously am, <laughs> but... I think we need to call Kristen in here. Oh, she'll agree. Uh, she will. I know she I, will. I treat who I'm with like gold because yep. why would you not? Right. It's the person you're choosing to make your life with. It's a problem within that said person. It's yes. a problem. It's a problem within the person who is the abuser. If someone looks at me and says, damn, Kristen's looking hot today. I'd be like, you goddamn right. And I lucky. She does. That's right. That's exactly. what you should do. Yes. I just don't understand these people. I, don't I really either. don't. Uh, she said she kept her away from her own. He kept, excuse me, he kept her away from her own family, which that we hear this a lot too. Yeah, he wouldn't allow her to go to any family gatherings such as weddings, etc. She talked about being beaten so badly she thought she was going to die. There was sexual abuse as well. Jose didn't leave any abuses out. She told viewers how she went to the police many times pleading for help. Nothing was done. She spoke of how she saw a glimpse of hope when divorce was made legal in 1981. She eagerly tried to get a divorce granted but was denied until finally she was granted one in 1996, although she was forced to live in the house with her crazed husband. So she got a divorce, but she still had to stay in the house for some reason. It must have felt so good for her to tell her story coming out of the dark, finally light back in her life. It also must have felt good to be able to help other women get out of their situation. This was a very brave woman. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, telling her story for all to hear hopefully helped many, but pissed off one. Jose was seeing red when he saw his ex-wife on TV sharing her story of the abuse she and her children received from him. On December 17, 1997, only 13 days after Anna's TV appearance, she was met with a horrible fate. On this day, Jose went to the house and patiently waited for Anna to return home. Once she arrived home, the cowardly man grabbed her from behind. Sounds like he was hiding. He began to beat her, then tied her to a chair, threw her over the balcony, and if that wasn't enough torture, the sicko doused her with gasoline and watched her burn to death. Oh, my God. Isn't that disgusting? What is wrong with people? Anna got her wish in death. The citizens of Spain were irate, holding rallies all over the place, pleading for laws to protect victims of domestic violence. At the time, the government dismissed the cries for change, calling Anna's death an quote-unquote isolated event. 
Really? Finally, all the outrage over Anna's death was heard loud and clear, and legal protections against gender and domestic violence were added to the Criminal Code of Spain. In 2004, Prime Minister Jose Luis Rodriguez Zapatero was the you did good on that one. Thank you. Was the man to introduce these laws? What happened to Jose Parajo? He was sentenced to 17 years in prison. You heard me right. He only got 17 years in prison. I am blown away with that. Yep. He would only serve seven of those years because on November 17th, 2004, he had a heart attack and died. Oh. So absolutely no justice was served, in my opinion. There was no no justice served. Yeah, I hear you, but I'm glad he's gone. Well, I only hope he received justice after death. Right? Probably, right? Probably did. I just don't think anyone as evil as this man um, was deserved forgiveness. Maybe that makes me a bad person. Not what, at all. But what happened to Anna and her children is unacceptable. At least her death provoked change in the laws so that other human beings can get the help they need if they are going through a similar situation. Anna's sons have since come forward to say they were also abused by Jose. I hate when evil people in the story get the easy way out after hurting so many, leaving them with a lifetime of scars. In 1997, when she was murdered, Anna was the 59th person murdered due to domestic violence um, in Spain. Such a horrific story. The 59th that we know right. is, my, is my story. Because there has to be more. Oh, 100%. All right, let's move on to another one. Hannah Clark was born on September 8th, 1988 in Australia. I couldn't find much information about her family or early life. Most everything I researched highlighted the horrible things that happened during her adult life. When Hannah was just 19 years old, she met her future husband, Rowan Baxter. Rowan was divorced and 11 years older than her. He was also a former rugby player. He had played for the New Zealand Warriors. This is a professional rugby league in Auckland, New Zealand. The two hit it off right away, got engaged in 2011, and they got married in 2012 in Kingscliff, New South Wales. The two went on to have three children, Alia, Leana, and Trey. I tried to do those the best I can. You did good. Thanks. After the incident we're going to talk about, took place, it was made known that Hannah was subject to all sorts of abuses from her husband. Abuses such as emotional, physical, sexual, and financial abuse. There were also reports that Rowan showed many signs of misogamy or hatred against women. In fact, it seems as though good I don't old, understand these I people because I love women. Yeah, we, we know, Mark. We know. Uh, what, what, it was this, <laughs> is it in a show or something? Somebody will help me because I'm too lazy to look it up. He's like, woman, 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 woman. <laughs> Something like that. I don't remember what it is. Sorry, Mark has issues, guys. It seems as though good old Rowan had quite the history of violence. On Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas in 2019, Hannah was allegedly kidnapped by her husband. Oh, great. (sighs) That was the last straw for the battered woman. And at the time, she slapped him with a domestic violence order as well as a child custody order. Even though Rowan's lawyer had advised him to sign a custody agreement that would allow him to see his children a total of 165 days a year, he wouldn't sign it. This makes me think about how pompous of a person he he is. Right. Or was, I should say. He was probably thinking he was smarter than his own lawyer. Sadly, January of 2020, Rowan was granted full visitation rights by the Holland Park Magistrates Court. The two went into the mediation. Rowan again refused to sign any form of legal custody agreement. Instead, he signed a parenting agreement, which was basically the same thing, just not legal. So he's all about control. 100%. He wants to control Hannah even at the po- this point where she's divorced him. You know what I mean? 
February of 2020, Rowan's parenting agreement was taken away from him because he was charged with going against the domestic violence order that was on him. It's been said that he tried to break Hannah's wrist. At some point after she parted ways, Hannah started using her maiden name. This just shows how much she wanted to separate herself from her abuser. Rowan was clearly pissed that his custody order had been taken away, even though it was due to his own actions. What he did next is inconceivable. On February 19th, 2020, Hannah left her parents' home where she and her children had been staying and was attempting to drive them to school. So she moved back in with her parents uh, until she got on her feet, it sounded like. Good. She was startled when Rowan jumped in the passenger seat of her car and yelled, drive. Hannah tried her hardest to get him to leave them alone and get out of the car, but nothing she did or said would work. As Rowan was screaming in her car, um, or excuse me, as Rowan was screaming in her ear, Hannah was only thinking of her children, trying to find help. She spotted Michael Zemek, a neighbor washing his car. Rowan became frantic when he thought Hannah was going to interrupt whatever horrible plan he had. So he dumped gasoline all over the inside of the car. Oh, boy. His ex-wife and their children. Michael Zemek is haunted by the last words he heard Hannah yell from the car. She yelled, quote, call the police, call the police. He's trying to kill me. He's put petrol on me. Michael reported that he couldn't see the children in the car, but he could see Rowan holding Hannah down while she was screaming. Michael went to the car to try to help. Just as he got close, Rowan lit a flame. Oh, my gosh. Here is what Michael reported according to the Daily Mail. It was just a bang and a blackness sort of hit my face. I sort of turned my head around briefly. When I came to look up, the whole of the inside was ablaze. Stephanie Ring was an off-duty paramedic who witnessed the blast. Hannah had made it out of the car as it was burning. Stephanie reported hearing Hannah yell as her entire body is covered in flames, saying, My babies are in the car. Why didn't I just stay in the car with them? Michael tried to get the flames out by using the same hose he had been using to wash his car. Hannah spoke to him hysterically, saying, I didn't save my kids. I couldn't save my kids. This poor woman, this is an unthinkable act of hatred. Seriously, can you imagine... She's burning to death, knowing her children are burning to death, feeling the same pain she is. And there was nothing the poor thing could do to stop it. Sickening. This is this part's extremely. Ugh. Only 3% of Hannah's body wasn't burned as she lay in the grass next to the car, basically slowly dying. Wow. She mustered up the strength to say this to another witness that was trying to comfort her in her last minutes. So people were coming over and stopping on on the side of the road and comforting her and trying to be there for her as she passed away. I just, I oh my God. It's I, sad. She said, I can't believe he's done this. I got a DVO. I can't believe he's done this. Where are my babies? Where are my kids? How could he do this? My babies are in there. Another neighbor named Carrie Fernandez ran to the burning car with a fire extinguisher. She had this to say to the Daily Mail. I felt like he was almost guarding the car. He was not wanting me to put the fire out. And it felt like if I went to the right side, he'd follow me there. If I went to the left side, he'd followed me there. Rowan was seen holding a knife and many of the witnesses pleaded with him to drop the weapon. I would assume they feared what his next plans might be. Like, was he going to go after right. people on the road? The deranged man didn't drop the knife. He himself was 80% burned and probably knew he wouldn't survive his injuries. This coward killed his three children and his ex-wife, then turned the knife on himself, stabbing himself in the heart, dying right there on the scene. Let me let everybody in on a secret. Next time you want to do something like this, just just skip to the part where you're going to do it to yourself. Just pour the gasoline on yourself, light yourself on fire, and then stab yourself. There was no need. Makes me sick. 
clearly he wanted to cause as much pain to her as he could physically and mentally in her death before Hannah died of her injuries at the hospital. She was able to tell the police on the scene exactly what happened. Witnesses spoke of her bravery. March 9th, 2020 was the day Hannah and her children were laid to rest. Australian prime minister, Scott Morrison and Queensland premier Anastasia Pelazuk. I don't know if I said that right. were at the funeral showing their support. That same month, Hannah's family started a foundation called Small Steps for Hannah in the children's honor. The charity was formed to put a halt to the incidents of and severity of domestic and family violence in Australia. A section in Camp Hill near where Hannah and her children were murdered was memorialized and named Hannah's Place. There was a sign in a little shelter set up and trees planted. Hannah's Place was officially opened on September 8, 2020. Hannah would have been just 32 years old. She was named one of Marie, Marie Claire's Woman of the Year in 2020 in the 2020 December issue. This issue was made to bring national or excuse me, nationwide awareness of coercive control in Australia. The murder of Hannah and her children brought much attention to domestic violence in Australia. It's just so sad that something this horrible has helped to bring change. Hannah was just 32 when she was murdered. Aaliyah was six. Leanna was four. And little Trey was just three. This brave woman fought for her children until the very last moments of her life. I can't believe stories this horrific are still taking place because this one was pretty recent. And it's, it's, I mean, thank God it provoked change, but I can't even imagine those poor people on the scene. I would never be right if I was one of those people. This oh, was a horrific. These two stories were horrific. They really are. It's just really, it makes me think, and I know I've said it, I said it there in this episode, every time we talk about this, what gives people the right to think that they can control what other people do? I don't know. What? I just, it's, it's a mental defect. It and, has to be. And Hannah did everything she could. Let's let's talk about the two women first, right? So Hannah did everything she could by law to do everything right to keep her children and herself safe. Well, in a song that I really like, there's a whole line that tells you exactly how this goes. He walked right through that restraining order. Yes. Put her in intensive care. Yes. It's so true. Yeah, because it's just a piece of paper. I mean, I, 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 it's just shocking, even though you, you hear these stories over and over. It's still shocking every time you hear it. And, and Anna, 40 years, 40 years of... Abuse of all sorts, mental, physical, sexual. Finally, she's free and she wants to help other women and is punished for it. I I don't know. I don't like people like this. I don't understand people like this. Nope. And we have no place for you in this world. We really don't. We do not. Charity, I'm going to give you a round of applause around the microphone. Oh, Hold on. I love when he does that. Well, you bring cases that other people don't know or talk about too light. And it, it just spreads the word and gets it out there. Yes. It's just sad that we still have to deal with this in 2023. Yep. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand. And I'm going to say what I've said about these cases and the child abuse cases. An eye for an eye, dude. Oh, I yes. want to go back to if there's a, not a shadow of a doubt, especially now everyone has a camera right on their phone or video on their phone. And if you see the footage of a deranged person doing something horribly deranged to somebody else, I think we should vote. And have that deranged thing done to that said person. Well, here's something that drives me nuts. Instead of recording said incident, I, I agree. help stop it. I agree. But what I'm saying is like this, like they use street, the cameras on the, 
Oh, no, I get what you're that saying. That kind of stuff. And I, I wasn't saying anything negative No, 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 no. I, I just, what I'm saying is if it's without a shadow of a doubt, like you know for a fact that this person did this horrific, unspeakable act to somebody. We should, let's, let's fast forward. Let's put this into primetime TV. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the cases that we have 100% video proof of. Yes. You decide their fate. Yes. Like a reality show. Absolutely. It would yep. be the Truman Show on steroids. Yep. And real quick, just to address something that was brought up in the Case Watch Crime Creep group, <laughs> in case you've missed it, it's the best place on the internet. Ah, uh, yeah. Search for Case Watch Crime Creeps. There's a ton of good stuff that happens in there. There may have been someone who said, oh, if you listen really closely to headphones at this pertinent part of the podcast, you hear something that may sound juicy. Oh, hold on. I'm going to tell them exactly. Okay. Hold All on. right. I'm going to tell. I know, I know the person. I'm not going to say the person because the person stayed anonymous. But the person did send me um, a message and asked um, at approximately, and this was last week's episode, okay, at approximately 55 Minutes and eight seconds. They said that it sounded, there's something sounded juicy. Okay. So go ahead, go back and listen, guys, and just see. All right. So we haven't done one of these for a while. Hold on. Yes. Is Mark guilty of of a despicable? Why are you saying Mark? It could have been you. No. I don't think the creeps would believe that. Let me just put some little bit of <laughs> evidence out on the table. If Charity had farted. I would have called her out on it. And Charity would Same. have called me out on it if somebody Same. had. Same. I'm surprised more people don't hear Sophie crying in the background. Oh, my God. all she wants is to get into this She's room every so time we She's so loud today. She's, oh. Meow. Oh, guys, guys. Go on over to Apple and leave us some five stars if you can. Five stars? Five stars. Five stars. You, star. you can even write five stars. Yeah. Let's, what are we going to have them write this week? Um, I don't know. What do you think we should? I don't know. Surprise us. The best one wins a sticker that I'll send to you. Ooh, I the love that. The best comment will get one, and it will get sent out to you, United States only, because it costs me way too much money to send a Unfortunately, that overseas, bums me out. So. I, w I hope someday we can. For instance, we have a huge contingency of listeners in Australia. They told us we could come visit and stay with them. Breaking news. Kristen's brother is moving to Australia. <gasps> They're moving back home. So that's where his wife is from. I won't give out information of who they are and what all that stuff. Of course, stuff. right. But they're, she's from Australia. They're moving back. That's awesome. And the first thing I said was, is, when can I come visit? That's right. Hang out with a, the creeps. That's the place I want to go more oh, than anything in this world. I know. It, we actually, it, it provoked a conversation with me and Kristen because, you know, we don't really talk that much. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I don't really know what's going on in her life. She didn't know what's going on in my <laughs> life for the most part. But uh, she was like, where would you visit if you could? And I was like, I thought you knew my three places. So mine are London. Okay. Australia. Yep. And Scotland. Yeah. Because you get those rolling hills. Oh, it's like you know very what? Braveheart-esque. So I... Nobody cares where you want to go. No, I'm just playing. I'm just joking, Charity. Where do you want to go? that was really mean. You should have seen I the think, look on her face. I think people might. I almost took my Sally Jesse Raphael glasses off and gave you a mean face. I would like to visit... Ireland, Sweden, England, and Australia, and wherever else I could, because I just think it'd be fun to travel. I kind of want to go somewhere that has an indoor pool right now. Yeah. But you could just, just go me. up the street for that. Yeah. Is there really? Yeah. You have to cool. point it out to me. I have no clue. Uh, so we've got 
I've lived in this town for he doesn't know almost five years. It's about four to five years now. I know where the store is. I know where the weed store is. <laughs> I of know course. I know where the gas stations are and stuff like that. Yep. And I know where your house is and stuff yep. like that. That's about it. Yep. Sounds so, about right. That's all you really need to know. I guess so. I know where my gas oh, station is. Post my... office. You know where the post office is. Yes, I've had to go there a yes. couple times to drop off because sometimes they, you know, I have to go grab stamps after I've sent out a bunch of stuff. So, yep. All right, we're we're just talking to talk now. So we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.